It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Welcome to the True Beauty Brooklyn podcast. I'm Elizabeth Taylor. And I'm Alex Shapiro. We are estheticians in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, and we work with really incredible, diverse, ambitious, and driven women that are killing it in life. And they deserve to be celebrated. So on this podcast, we're going to be sharing their stories with you. Yeah, and then in between those interview episodes, we'll be doing segments where it's just the two of us, maybe some guest stars, and we'll be (laughs) chatting about beauty, life, weird shit about being in your 30s and just learning more about one another because that's what makes us more similar than different. Also, we're a lot of fun and we We have a super multicultural community and we kind of think that you might too. So why not talk all things beauty under one black and Jewish roof? Hell yes. Um, Also, (laughs) we'll be answering listener questions. So make sure to write to us at truebeautybrooklynpodcast at gmail.com. All right, guys. So let's jump into the show. Hey guys, I'm Alex. I'm Elizabeth. Welcome to the Tribute Brooklyn podcast. Today is an extra special episode. We're going to be talking about voting. We made it as non-boring as possible, but we needed to do it because it's so important, especially in light of the political climate right now. There's so many things that are important that will have to do with voting in the primaries. And so today we have Michelle Kaufman here, and she's going to talk to us specifically about North Brooklyn voting, but also gives us some resources if you live elsewhere around the city. It's kind of hard to talk about other cities and states because we don't know much, But I encourage you to do your research and find out who you should be voting for. You can't just expect that everyone else will vote the way you want, because likely that's not the case. There was a time in my life where I thought that (laughs) I was just like, everyone else is going to take care of it. And then I reached my late 20s and I was like, oh, no, I'm an adult and I can vote and I should and I, I want to. So I really hope that this is informational and helpful and If you live in North Brooklyn, you are going to really enjoy this because you're going to learn about some wonderful candidates, um, wonderful positions, a couple that I didn't even know existed. So it's really important. And especially if you feel that Black Lives Matter and you want everyone to have the same rights, this is going to be a really important election because what we achieve in these small elections at the end of the day, will really help just shape our country as the years go on. So I really hope that everyone enjoys it. I loved it. We had a lot of fun recording it. Yeah. And um, Michelle Kaufman is our local Democratic community organizer, and she's a client of mine, which you guys are going to learn, and also a client of Alex's. She's been coming to True Beauty Brooklyn for a couple of years, and she's the person who really introduced me to super hyper-local organizing and hyper-local elections, and she introduced me to all these things that we're going to learn about today. And I'm really excited to share this episode with you guys, and that's it. So excited. There are some websites that she's going to talk about, so just keep an ear out for those. She'll repeat them again at the end. Just important so you can see sample ballots for your district, other websites that will help you to be able to research those people that you're seeing on the ballots so that you know who you want to vote for. So enjoy. And don't forget to vote on June 23rd. Yes. And there's early voting right now until the 21st, if you're able to do that. I know that some people haven't gotten their ballots in the mail. Of course, you should not force yourself to go out and vote if you don't feel comfortable being around a bunch of people because of COVID. But I encourage you to go do it in person if you don't get your ballot in the mail. Yeah, that's it. I'm excited for you guys to listen. We'll talk to you soon at the end. OK, 
Okay, so would you just say your name and then what, usually I say like what you do for a living, but in this sense, I guess, what your job title as our community organizer is. Okay, yeah, sure. Um, I'm Michelle Kaufman. Um, I live right across the street from True Beauty Brooklyn. <laughs> and in my free time, I do a lot of organizing in the local community. Um, I am a county committee member. I am the secretary of our assembly district committee. That's very impressive. It's so impressive. <laughs> Again, remember when Elizabeth told me about you, I thought you were like in your 50s. <laughs> but I say that in a nice way. Like, oh, she's just gonna done say, so much I'll in say, life. <laughs> I think I'll say thank you to that. Yeah. You know, Age, it comes with wisdom. <laughs> so Michelle is a client of mine, but we obviously live in the same neighborhood. And I don't even remember really how we started speaking about politics. I guess it's kind of hard to not living in Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think it just is like par for the course. I remember how we started talking about this. It's because we were talking about gentrification and how important it is to mm. talk to your neighbors and how so many people move to the neighborhood and they never go into like Emily's pork store. They never go into like these local little shops because they're scared and how we, how you just need to say hello. And you're like, actually, I'm <laughs> I go door to door and meet all the neighbors because I'm part of the county committee and da 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 da. It's so funny. I was thinking the same thing today. I was like, I would just trap you because I would be lying <laughs> on the table and you'd be waxing my eyebrows. And I was like, oh cool, this person has no choice but to listen to me talk about local <laughs> politics right now. <laughs> And then you were actually interested, so that was a bonus, and it was fun. And I was like, I wonder if I've, I'm your only client that like comes to my appointments with a petition for you to sign. <laughs> I'm going to go with probably yes. Shockingly, yes. <laughs> okay, so we have Michelle on today because obviously the last couple of weeks, there, we've been just seeing a lot of protests by our countrymen regarding police brutality, but I think that more so is just a culmination of the last three and a half years of the presidency that we're not happy with and of just like the government as a whole, I think a lot of people aren't really happy with. And I think that's being like reflected in what we're seeing socially. So yes, I think that everybody has a role in this revolution and I'm lucky enough to know a lot of different people that are doing really fucking awesome things. And um, I think that my role is just using this platform to talk to people, to share ideas, and to uh, disseminate information. Disseminate? Is that? Sure. Yeah. Information so that we, like, all understand it. Like, this is going to make me sound really dumb and I don't care. But last week when we were talking to Michelle, uh, Alex and I, when we were just kind of getting an idea to talk about this, and she was saying, well, you know, do you guys even know, like, what the three branches of government are? <laughs> I could name the judicial and the executive. And the last one I said, I don't know, fiscal? <laughs> Turns out it's the legislative. That's so funny. <laughs> she remembered it on the toilet one day and texted me. <laughs> I didn't even bother to Google it. I was like, it'll come back to me eventually. That's amazing. Kind of important. But I think a lot of people don't know about their local politics. Yes. And it's obviously obviously something that's really important. And I think the political climate that we're in right now, it's making it even more important. And people who normally wouldn't maybe even vote for anything or, or care enough about it, I think they're interested right now because people are demanding change. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think people are also learning. I hate that it took me until really a few years ago to start like caring about voting other than the presidential election, but it really didn't mm -hmm. hit me until I was like in my very late 20s. I think that's especially true in New York City too, because a lot of people think like, I live in one of the most like progressive cities in the country and mm -hmm. like we're gonna go blue anyway. Mm -hmm. So like, what's the point in voting because it's all Democrats and what you don't realize until you spend a little bit more time looking into it is that, you know, not all Democrats run on the same platforms and many Democrats like are not especially progressive and their values don't align with ours. And, you know, they've been in these positions for a very, very long time. And, you know, we deserve 
people and politicians that are going to fight really hard for their constituents and for what their communities need and believe in. And unfortunately, even here in Brooklyn, a very progressive place, one of the most progressive places in the country, probably, Mm -hmm. like a lot of our Democratic representatives are like, very entangled in party machine politics and basically care more about maintaining power than the needs of their constituents. And that's like exactly the kind of corruption that we see on the federal level too. And I always Mm. tell people this is my like corny one-liner, but like to get people excited about voting in local elections that like, if it's not working on the local level, it's not going to work on the national level either yeah i like that shit so maybe we sorry to burst the bubble (laughs) well i mean it's the truth and it's like you need to hear the truth and feel Mm -hmm. like shit a little bit to maybe like get your ass up and do something about it yeah and you're absolutely right like i mean kudos to my boyfriend because he would get up and always go to these to vote in these different elections and quite frankly i was registered for my hometown upstate for so long because it's a red Mm -hmm. county and i was just like they need Mm -hmm. my vote more than they need it in brooklyn so but then i wasn't voting in the things that like really matter to me in my neighborhood and like in my community and so it wasn't until the last election that i was like okay let me just get re-registered for here Etc. So I'll Yay. I'll be the first one to admit I haven't always <laughs> voted in our local local super local elections. But maybe um, we should talk about the different positions that are up for election coming yes. up right now and why they're important. Why they're important, and if you can like shed some light on some of our local candidates, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely talk about that. And uh, you tell me how uh, opinionated you want me to get when we're talking about. <laughs> Specific candidates in our district because some of the races are definitely controversial is the right word, but people have pretty strong opinions about them. So we can get into that. You guys can direct me appropriately. But yeah, so New York City has a Democratic primary. First, I'll just say the election day is June 23rd. But we are currently also in the early voting period. So early voting started this past Saturday on June 13th. And it goes until June 21st. And we were just talking about this earlier. But it's a great way to kind of vote on your own time. It's like I voted early today. It is not crowded at all. Like they're pretty well prepared. So it's a good option if you're not voting by mail and you don't want to wait on a long line potentially on election day on June 23rd. So you can vote all week this week, which is kind of exciting. Um, So what is on the ballot? So all of New York City has the presidential candidates on the ballot. Biden is obviously the Democratic nominee. Um, However, There are a lot of progressives who are still voting for Bernie Sanders in this election because the more votes he gets, the more delegates he'll get at the Democratic National Convention. And that basically can help inform the party's platform. So the idea is that, like, even though we know Bernie is not going to be the nominee. The more delegates he has, the more influence his values will have over the party's mm. platform moving God. forward. Interesting. I, yeah. I would I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Yeah. And like I didn't know a lot of this till recently either. So yeah. like don't feel bad. And it takes like a lot of time and a lot of work to find this information because you have to care and like it's confusing and honestly like a lot of this stuff is kind of designed to confuse you because Mm -hmm. even though the democratic party is supposed to encourage participation like in a lot of cases like they don't 
want people participating because they want to maintain the powers of the establishment. And that's like a huge problem we deal with on the local level. So I always tell people like, and you'll see as we get down the ballot, it gets way more confusing. (laughs) But I always say like, don't feel bad. Like in a sense, some of these things are designed to make you feel confused. Yeah. Isn't that America? That's so in America for you, dude. It's like so many things are designed to keep the majority of us out of the loop so that we just like stay on the wheel and like just keep on working and like working in the fields and just like leave the power to the minority. Unemployment even, you know, it's so hard Mm -hmm. for people to get through. And I don't doubt for a second that that was so many people didn't even know they're eligible, which is so upsetting to me. So many people, Mm -hmm. like I still have friends that are not in traditional industries that were like, call, get your back pay, like get your unemployment, like don't give up. They want you to give up. You earn that money, been paying into this system for, you know, 15, 20 years, get your money. Totally. But I digress. (laughs) (laughs) We also are voting for Congress. Mm -hmm. Uh, So all Congress members who have a Democratic primary, meaning that somebody is running against them for their seat, are going to be on the ballot across New York City. The Congress basically passes our federal budget and writes federal legislation. So they're the folks on the federal level dealing with. So that's important, like very important. Yes, yes, it's, (laughs) it's important. Most of the folks that are currently holding their seats are much, much older. Yes. Um, And many of them, I'll get to this later, but some of them have held their seats for like almost half a century. Which is so nuts to me. Yeah, it's crazy. Also on our ballot are state senators and assembly members. Those folks pass the state budget and state legislation with the governor. So basically... Our Congress members are on the federal level, and our state senators and assembly members are on the state and local level. Many of the decisions that our state senators and assembly members make can affect policing tactics, police training, some portions of the police budget. So that's all determined at the state and local level. So it feels fitting right now just to point that out. So this reads, the president is 73. His opponent is 77. The speaker of the house is 80. The Senate majority leader is 78. The average age of the house is 58. In the Senate, it's 62. Yo, why are we pissed off? Because these people are ancient. They do not represent us. When I read those numbers, it was mm-hmm. shocking to me. 70, like 80? Are you kidding me? That's yeah. Our well, grandparents are running the country. Literally, our grandparents that you're like, Grandma, you can't say like the N-word anymore. Like, that's why they don't understand yeah. like why we're pissed off people. <laughs> My grandparents are actually amazing and like so smart. So like, I would be okay with them in office, but I feel like most people do not want their grandparents in office representing and writing laws and voting on laws and making decisions. At least, like, let's not be so upset. We have the right to be upset, but it's like when you see those numbers, that's why we're not on the same page. Like, you're right. Some grandparents are fantastic. You're right. My in-laws are in their 70s, (laughs) and they're great. Like, that's all of them. But... It's just, a, it's a completely different generation. It's like four generations removed. It's, well, it's four is a lot. Nuts. It's probably but not like, four. But it sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a lot. So I just wanted to say that stat. Sorry for interrupting you, Michelle. No, that's really great for people to know. And like, just definitely very relevant. Had you guys heard at all about some of the big campaigns to basically reform policing after George Floyd's murder. Yes, I'm glad that you brought that up because I wanted to ask you what you thought of their Say Their Name reform that passed for New York State. So there was a big campaign that I was part of to repeal this statute called 50A. Yes, Um, thank you. Yeah. Thanks, girl. You did it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. We did it. We all did it. Thousands and thousands and thousands of people called their representatives and did it. But the people that we were calling was our 
state senator and our assembly member. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are both positions that are on the ballot right now. So I think it's helpful to put it into context mm-hmm. like that. For sure. And, you know, there were certain electeds who were like, you know, I left a message for our, our current state senator, who's Julia Salazar, who's amazing, and she's up for re-election. And I left a message and I was like, hey, I know this is something that Julia's been fighting for like since before she was even in office but just to put it on your radar that like we want you to know that we also care about this and support the work she's been doing and they actually called me back and they were like thank you so much and we had a long chat and it was really awesome but like you know to have to call your representatives and say like this is important to us we need thousands of other of your people who vote for you to call your office for you to get on board with this is like not the place we want to be like we want these people to be leaders and we want them to listen to us but also not only agree with us when it's like super flashy to do so and hot in the press and they're feeling a lot of political pressure it's like no we deserve to have you like lead on these issues mm-hmm. right and fight for us you know not like us have to fight you to change your mind on something exactly so so yeah so we get to vote for those positions and then in some districts across brooklyn there's a position on the ballot it's listed on the ballot a state committee member a lot of people refer to this position as a district leader Most people have never heard of this position before. It's a super local position. They're basically executives of the Democratic Party in Brooklyn. Um, We have two district leaders. One is a male and one is a female. And that's a super outdated part (laughs) of the position. (laughs) Yeah, like they're actually gendered positions. I didn't know that. And I think that's fucking weird but if they're it's both cool that's, that's okay I guess I think it was from like way way back when it was thought that this would be a way to get more women involved in local politics so they were like okay. we're gonna like force one of these seats to be held by a woman so we can get more women involved but now it's just super exclusive and there are plenty of like people who do not identify as being male or female who now are like not able to run for these seats Mm. and that's something a bunch of local activists are working to change now too. I'm so glad that you brought that up because at first I was like that doesn't sound so bad it kind of sounds more like inclusive because it just Mm -hmm. well because think about before the 70s right like even in the 70s like just to get women to work like nine to five you know like Dolly it was such a big deal. (laughs) Working but um but that Thank you for saying that because I hadn't thought about people who don't uh, identify as male or female or or what have you. You're absolutely right. So thank you for bringing that up. There are other really local seats like county committee seats, which I'm a part of, um, that are also gendered. And we had a bunch of non-binary folks run for these seats and just not check the box, male or female. And they were like disqualified by the party it was brought to court yeah um, and basically the judge ruled it's not illegal but they highly recommend that the party change the rules and basically told the the people like if they don't change these rules by like september bring them back to court right so like well progress is being made yeah 100 percent. i wasn't thinking that either i was thinking more like this is weird it's like prom king and queen (laughs) like so (laughs) like weird but yeah holy moly so true um that's what it seems like just some weird ass outdated shit right you know right when it is but in another in many ways i guess Mm -hmm. um well, maybe with this legislation from earlier this week, the Supreme Court legislation that upholds gender and sex discrimination, mm-hmm. it might have to, I mean, I guess that's why the guy was like, wink, wink, come back and let us know, <laughs> let us know if they don't turn it over because of this, I don't know, maybe, maybe not, I don't really understand anything, so. That happened this week on the federal level in the Supreme Court, which was 
really exciting. And I was like super excited about it for like a minute. And then I was like so pissed about the judges that voted against it. And that's oh, all yeah. I could think about. I how know. there are like three judges in the United States Supreme Court that don't think that you should have basically civil rights. Oh, and the one was such a prick about it. Did you read like what his his dissent was? Like no. his letter of dissent, which I had to reread and be like, wait, I didn't what? He was just such a prick. He was just like, I wow. wish that I could wake up tomorrow and we lived in a world and we lived in an America where like this wasn't even like being brought to my attention. But like, turns out that isn't the world that we live in. And it's like, I read, and it's so funny because I'm such a liberal that I read it like, oh, like he just wishes that we didn't even have to talk about these things because it was like inherent. And it's like, mm-mm. No, it's the opposite. He he a dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he sucks. <laughs> talking about this, it's impossible to not go off on like a million tangents. We are both leaders of tangents, so you can at any moment when you're done with our tangents <laughs> to just go back into yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Just bring us right back in. We won't take any. No, things. I need you guys to bring me back in. <laughs> I know. We're like, we had you on this podcast. So you could keep us on track. <laughs> So we were talking about this position called district leader. It's listed on the ballot as state committee member. Um, most people have never heard of it. It's actually an unpaid position, which is interesting, too. But basically, nobody talks about it. And it's partially because most of our district leaders are party appointees. So people higher up within the Brooklyn Democratic Party kind of just pick and choose their friends and people that Mm. benefit them to fill these positions and kind of are like, you don't really have to do anything, but when I need you to vote the way I want you to vote, like you got me. Right. And like, so most of the time those folks are like only sticking to do the exact responsibilities that they have, one of which is actually hiring poll workers for elections. Oh, high-paying poll workers, what we were just talking about. Hook your friends up with some jobs. Yeah, Yeah, it's an interesting thing that, like, falls under their purview. But the thing with this position is that there's just, like, so much potential to do so much more in this role. Like you basically could be a bridge between your community and other elected officials. There's tons of opportunity for civic engagement, get out the vote efforts, being a person that educates your neighbors about upcoming elections and candidates. And there's just so much that you could do in this role. And a lot of the current district leaders are not in this role because they want to have that relationship with their community. But The good news is there are several really, really amazing candidates running for this seat this year for the first time, who I'm just like so excited about. Our current female district leader in our district has held the seat for like 37 something years. And like most people have never heard of her before because she just doesn't show up. She's not here. She doesn't even live in our district. And like, that's who's been representing us for decades and decades. Mm-hmm. Doesn't even live here. That's so strange. I don't think that it is so strange. I think <sighs> once you start to dig around, you start to see. And the only reason I say this is because I watched the AOC documentary that isn't really her documentary, but it's called um, Knock Down the House on Netflix. And it came out last year. And I just wanted to plug that because it's excellent. And it taught me a lot of these things that we're all talking about now that I had no idea existed. One, what you were saying with people trying to run for office and having like the majority of the party not be with them and so try to knock them off by things like not signing the ballots correctly or not filling something out. But two is exactly what you're saying. A lot of these people don't even live in the districts. They don't even live in the district that they represent. They send their kids to other schools, but they are supposedly representing us. Yeah, and we can talk about like the folks that are running in our district if we want, but I'll just plug Christina Napoltarski mm, is yes. running for female district leader, and she's amazing, and she's born and raised in Greenpoint. She's been an activist her whole life. Her mom's really well-known in the neighborhood as an environmental justice activist, and she shows up for everything 
all the time, everywhere. She is one of us. She is a part of this community. And I was really excited to vote for her today. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm excited for her. I'm definitely voting for her. She's young also, right? She is super, super young. young. She's like 25. Yeah. Oh, whoa. Oh, that's awesome. She's a older. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. She She's seems pretty badass. really mm-hmm. cool and really like someone we need. Mm-hmm. She will bring so much energy to this position and it's yeah because she's not half dead like this other person (laughs) yeah so she's going up against a 37 year incumbent Mm -hmm. oh wow so crazy the good news for her is that like this woman her name's linda minucci nobody knows who she is i know linda i've met with her multiple times she's a very nice lady but her priority is not us mm-hmm. her priority is like getting the job done of the higher ups in the brooklyn democratic party and just being a vote for whatever they want and she's very nice but like she's t- when we've like called her out in the past for votes that she's taken knowing that we wouldn't agree with the vote she told us she like forgot how she voted the week mm. before at a meeting and shady very shady yeah. mm-hmm. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> also just like doesn't care in a time where like we care. <laughs> yeah. Time where people are like, like girl, shape up, up or exactly. ship out. Well, that's good though. It's just we're talking like about... we all deserve more than that. Totally. Totally. Yes. And even the thing that I think is like most important with this podcast episode is even if this isn't for, even if you hear this and it's past June 23rd, like now you just have the information. Now you know that this is a position totally. that exists and yeah. it exists for us. So even if maybe this time somehow this girl woman wins again, you know, for next time, like we're, you know, just. Getting the knowledge out there is so important. That's such a good point. And also that, like, these people exist as resources to you. So, like, use them. And they work for us, Mm -hmm. ultimately, at the end of the day. So, like, reach out to these folks. Like, get to know them if you can. If we are stuck with people that we have to continue to hold accountable hold them accountable we should no matter who it is we should always be holding them accountable and making mm-hmm. sure that you know they don't lose the energy that they had during an election year and mm-hmm. so yeah it, it's totally good to know all the time let me quickly finish who's on the ballot there's two more things these are sadly the most boring positions <laughs> too but they're also important yes um, but Eric's civil court judge is on the ballot in multiple areas in Brooklyn. So these judges have jurisdiction over tenant landlord disputes, which like, hey, if you live in New York City, your likelihood of potentially getting into a legal fight with your landlord, like, not low. Yeah. Very possible. Seriously. Um, Especially right now with all this COVID everything and people moving and losing roommates and like totally commercial landlords. Yes, a hundred percent. This is very important. Muy importante. And they deal with claims, like small claims. So like you could find yourself in that position easily, I feel mm-hmm. like. And then in our district, probably only in our district, which I feel like I didn't mention earlier, is the 50th Assembly District. It's Greenpoint, parts of Williamsburg, and then a little sliver of like Clinton Hill, Fort Green area. So it's kind of a funky shape, a group of Local activists, myself included, are running a judicial delegate slate. You'll see if you live in Assembly District 50, there are going to be 42 names on the back of one of your ballot pages because there are 11 judicial delegates and 11 alternate delegates, and there's one group of 21 and then another group of 21 running and basically judicial delegates help to select our New York State Supreme Court judges through a nominating convention so this role is only active for one day of the year wow but it's a pretty important role it is and the way that it's designed now it also isn't um It's a pretty messed up process. Basically, 
there are folks higher up in the party who have really made this decision already and usually the judicial convention is like a formality slash performance that they just have to get through because Mm -hmm. that's how it's written so we are hoping by running this slate of folks to one be able to educate people that this even exists because if we didn't run against the party slate it would never appear on the ballot nobody knows that it's a thing so first we just wanted to like make it more transparent, have the opportunity to educate our neighbors, but also try to shake things up a little bit at the convention this Mm -hmm. year and just try to be like, hey, like the way that you're operating this is not okay. And we demand reforms here. And, you know, it's all going to be a little drop in the bucket, but hopefully every year we're chipping away at it a bit more. Totally. And you have to start somewhere. For anything, yeah. you just have to start somewhere. Yep. And I'll mention that the people that are on the ballot are our actual neighbors. Like, they, two of them live upstairs from me. Michelle's my yeah. actual neighbor also. But, like, these are people that if you live near True Beauty, you know these people. They're your neighbors. You've seen them on the street. They've lived here for – they're our age and have lived here for, like, 20 years because we're old now, evidently. But, like, these are real neighbors and community members that we're voting for. So vote. If you live here, vote anyway. Yeah. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I would like to know your opinion on who people in North Brooklyn should be voting for, you know, based on everything that's going on and how the majority feels. I need to get my pre-election email. I read through it. You did? Yeah, and I was happy (laughs) that we were on the same page about things. Actually, you really made me realize, not that I was going to vote for Joe Lentil, but... um, Because he does kind of act like, you know, he's with it and he's kind of... Totally. Which I respect for an old white dude that he is listening to people, but right, it's the idea of like, but you weren't really behind that to begin with. You just have all this pressure on you now. Yeah. Which is why I do want to know your opinion. And I think a lot of people would like to, because honestly, I do know some of these candidates, not all of them. I think for some people, they literally just need a cheat sheet Mm -hmm. to kind of know like, okay, these are my ideals. But I, like, don't have the time or, like, the mental capacity to go through all of this stuff. Who do I need to be voting for in each position to, like, get what I feel, like, our world needs, you know, mm-hmm. not just our community? If you give us the permission to, we'll post the cheat sheet that you sent out on the website and then people can... Sure. <laughs> I don't know if I would call it a cheat sheet. It's a cheat sheet in that, like, you have the same ideals. Is it... At least of Alex and I, I can't speak for everybody else who's listening to the podcast, but I know that, like, at least for the two of us who I would imagine most people probably have the same ideals. And it's exactly what she was saying. It's just so much information that, like, nobody has the time, unfortunately, to dig through. So if there's somebody that you trust who's just like, here's who you should vote for, which in the reality is people are already telling you to do that. You just don't realize it, right? Like, with all these presidential campaigns, all this stuff, it's not like it's something uh, sneaky or whatever. People are already telling you who to vote for. They're just not telling you, like, the whole truth. Or, like, these are the people who, like, really care about you and and what you care about. So, like, vote for them. That's so true. One, it's hard to, like, take advice from a stranger because you're like, who are you? And, like, what's your intention here? And there's also, like, it's really hard to find, like, a comprehensive guide for the exact district that you live in and the exact people on your ballot like you can totally look up you know 2020 democratic primary races brooklyn and like you'll get a bunch of press but it's about like the hottest yes whoever's the loudest right mm-hmm. right and like the candidates most that money. were there's 
scandal or there's infighting or like that's what the press is writing about like you're not going to find like 50th assembly district here are all the points for all the different candidates on your ballot and like there are some sites I've, I pulled up some resources um that I can share with you guys after where like city limits put out a primary guide and you can actually put in like your address and they'll tell you who's on the ballot and they have a short little blurb that tries to explain kind of the nuances of the candidates but it's pretty surface level is that just for new york or is that for uh nationwide i think it's just for new york but i'm not positive. I'll send you the link, though. Perfect. So everything that you've talked to us about, all of these different positions that we can be voting for, is that the same throughout the country? What a great question. So all of our primary days were different also throughout the country, and it's not all the same position. So it's not exactly the same. Everyone obviously has the presidential candidates on their ballot, though. So interesting. So you're going to talk about these candidates, which will be really helpful for people living in North Brooklyn. But if people aren't living in North Brooklyn, maybe they're somewhere else in the city or maybe they're outside of New York. And again, like we're not sure what their voting situation is. I guess I just want to be able to guide people in some way. Um, But I guess that website you mentioned is a good resource. I can send you a bunch of different resources. Um, City and State, which is like another online media website, just posted about all of the congressional races in New York City. And I found that to be pretty helpful. I can send you guys all of this to post, too. There's so much information. I know. I know. I was also going to (laughs) say... I feel really dumb. Have you guys ever used Poll Site Locator to locate your poll site? <laughs> no. I don't think so. Well, so Poll Site Locator also has a sample ballot on it. So you can type That's in awesome. your and you can see like exactly what your ballot's gonna look like, which mm. is really helpful, especially if you're gonna vote in person, because you can do that research beforehand and not be surprised by anyone on the ballot. Okay, that's really helpful for people. Yeah, so that's a great resource no matter where you are. Like, don't be afraid to, like, just bring a cheat sheet into, like, the polling place with totally. you when you go to vote. Like, it's not I've a test. I've done that before. Of course. Mm-hmm. But I used to be like, oh, my God, is someone going to tell me that I can't do this? Like, like, <laughs> like, oh, I know. I would feel that way, too. You know? And so I'll say the stupid things so that you at home don't have to feel stupid <laughs> thinking it. Like, bring in a cheat sheet. Yeah. Bring in a list. This is who I'm voting for. Nobody's going to tell yeah. Like, you can look something up on your phone. Totally. You're a grown-ass person. Literally, like, last, the last time we had to vote, and I'm saying this so you don't make the same mistake, like, I went down the list and I thought that I was smart enough to understand what they were asking, and at the end I looked it up and I got them all wrong, like, I voted against the things I wanted to, because exactly what you're saying, by nature, is designed to trip you up so that you don't know what you're voting for, and, like, don't think that you're trying to fucking outsmart, like, the political machine. Seriously. (laughs) It's like... You know what I mean? That's what I thought. It was like a, a trick against myself. I was like, girl, you got this. You're smart. Read it. You went to college, and it's not about that. It makes you feel like you're taking, like, a standardized test. Yes. Which is also why I feel like you think you're not allowed to look things totally. up. Because I had that same reaction for such a long time. I was like, am I allowed to be on my phone? Yes. And when you go in, it's like almost, and obviously you don't want people to see what you're voting for, but the way that it's set up, you feel very much like standardized testing. Like, don't look over the shoulder of the guy next to you. Someone's going to kick you out. (laughs) I know. It's true. I agree. That's one thing. Just a little FYI for the people. Bring a cheat sheet. Nobody's judging you. Oh my God, I love it. Uh, I love it. Okay, so you're going to tell us what's next. You're going to tell us who to vote for. for. (laughs) I love it. Um, Okay, so we'll go down. Um, So we're in Congressional District 12. Our current Congress member is Carolyn Maloney. Um, I feel like people who live in New York City know her name. She's been in office for at least five plus years, but I think longer. And she has three challengers this year. Siraj Patel ran against her 
the last time there was an election. He did pretty well. I think he won like 40% of the vote. Oh, wow. Which is a big deal for someone like Carolyn Maloney. And and so he's running again. He kind of weirds me out because he did that whole like Tinder thing. What Tinder thing? What? He basically was like using dating apps to like get votes and to like talk to people about his. I don't hate yeah. it. I, I don't. I do not. Because it's, it's using your resources and it's using 21st century technology to reach your people. It is. But apparently there were things with like young girls. I mean, if it was oh, all right. Okay, if he's like, okay. let me show you. <laughs> want to see my dick. Also, you want to vote for me. It's a little different. Rate my dick slash vote for me. Hey, disappointed. who knows? <laughs> I'm not surprised. I, as soon as I heard that, I was like, I don't know. I'm not down with that. Yeah. It freaks me out. You know, yeah. some politicians, they just have to, like, He's stick very to handsome. their political roots of weird shit. He's like very that. Right. So, man. He is, he is a good looking I'd fall dude. for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, I will, I'll vote for you, babe. <laughs> totally. After Sorry, he this gives is no laughing matter. This is no laughing matter. <laughs> It's pretty ridiculous. But I love that there was some scandalous shit going on. I know. It's very, like, um, Asian JFK. I don't even know if he was trying to hide it. I think he was, like, advertising that he was using this platform. Even Stranger. Right. Yeah. Right. And then there are two really awesome candidates running... Lauren Ashcraft and Pete Harrison, they both identify as democratic socialists. I heard Lauren, Pete, and Siraj all on a, like, virtual debate Facebook Live. Carolyn Maloney was supposed to be on it and apparently called in sick, like, two hours earlier. Mm -mm. Girl. Mm -mm. No one's sick right now unless you have COVID because you haven't been around anyone. You get me germs. Yeah. Well, not even that. It's like you don't have to show up, dude. You just turn on your computer. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's like literally the least. You have to Lies. do the least. But yeah, Lauren and Pete are both awesome. I was struggling to decide which one of them to vote for because I think they would both be great. I think both of their platforms are like exactly what we need right now on the federal level. But I ended up voting for Lauren today, partially because I just feel like she has a slightly better chance of winning. And I just wanted to like, yeah, get a W, which is an annoying way to have to think when you vote. And I kind of hate that. But it's also reality. Likely a reality. A hundred percent. And it's it's voting is so much about strategy. It's so yeah. much about strategy. Like, yo, yeah. I will never ever remember the Bull Moose Party. Do you know? Yeah. Can't be fucking it up. It's true. Um, what made you vote for her other than that? Was there anything about her specifically that stood out to you? There's nothing that I really, like, disliked about Yeah, her. more important. I was running her campaign, and I just felt like she, when I heard her speak, just hit all the right notes. And, like, it didn't feel like talking points either. It felt like work that she's been doing for a really long time. And, like, Pete has also been doing this work for a really long time. He's been fighting for affordable housing. He's like a housing advocate for a very long time. And he's awesome too. He was really, he's really great also. And he is super easy to listen to and like very unscripted when he speaks. And I really appreciated that about Mm -hmm. him too. But no, they both would be awesome. I just felt like Lauren had a slightly better chance. So I just wanted to roll with that. Mm -hmm. Totally. Love it. And then for state Senate, we have our current state Senator, Julia Salazar, who's amazing. She has done like, so much already since she's been in office everything that she ran on in 2018 like is still so true to who she is today and you know aside from legislation that she's passed for women's rights and tenants rights and immigrants rights she has been like on the floor in our neighborhoods every single day during the virus like being involved in mutual aid organizations, literally every day she's 
either in NYCHA housing or on corners in Bushwick, giving out masks, hand sanitizer, food. Like, she is showing up every single day. And I'm, like, so grateful that she is our state senator. And I'm quite confident that she will get reelected. And the guy who's running against her is just, like, Terrible. Uh, Who is it? Who's running against her? His name's Andy Mart. M-A-R-T-E. Is he old? He's older. He's just like super establishment Democrat, like does not have progressive values. I also read about this pretty sketchy thing today where like apparently him and the current male district leader in assembly district 53 which is like our neighboring assembly district so it's like other parts of williamsburg and bushwick his name's tommy torres apparently they like brought these non-fda approved covid tests to uh, thing and we're what? like it was like really gross and bizarre yeah. no yeah okay that's kind of crazy well julia's yeah, so, great so i'm not worried about that guy like, bad news. He's a pathetic attempt by establishment Democrats to regain powers. <laughs> Juliet, that's a name yeah. we've seen often around the neighborhood for yes. sure. Julia Salazar. She definitely is super involved, which I think is cool. She's amazing. And then state assembly, we touched on this a little bit. Our current state assembly member is Joseph Lentall. Mm-hmm. He has held the seat for 47 years. Before he held the seat, his dad held the seat. And wait, before his dad held the seat, his grandfather held the seat. Oh my god, get him out. Get him out. I mean, also, doesn't he want to retire and go live a nice, like, retired life? It's time, Joe. I would imagine. He could be, like, a great person, but it's just, like, we don't live in a monarchy. We live in a society where it's somebody else's turn, and that shit is, like, too much. That's also, like, an old school. It's, like, the prom king and queen. Yes. Yeah. District leaders, male and female. And it always circles back to the prom king. (laughs) It just does, honestly. (laughs) If he was, like, the best and nobody was going up against him, it would be a different story. Story, but it's just like get rid of these old people get totally. rid of these old people and like I'm I said ageist. I love older people totally but it's just not realistic he, anymore he's not the worst for sure but it's just it's time for something more fresh I think with ideals that truly align with everyone's and not yes. just like when it's convenient for him yeah, you know, to make exactly. them align I feel that very strongly about him like he's fine he's by far not the worst like He showed up to anti-North Brooklyn pipeline protests, but, like, do I think he would have shown up if the woman who's running against him, Emily Gallagher, like, wasn't also showing up? I can't say that I'm confident that he would. No, I didn't even know about the pipeline until you told me anything. Right before all this COVID, that was the first time we were going to have you on. So it's like, people need to know about this, and then, you know, the world changed. Do you know how much he gets paid? I'm so curious. Base salary is, like, 80K. And then it seems like when you've held the seat for half a century, you probably make more money than the starting salary. Exactly. <laughs> Our boy Joe is making bank. He's making, yes. And um, I'm sure he's fine. I don't blame him for not wanting to give up that seat. I wouldn't want to either. Me neither. I'd be like, nice nope. Cozy. Also, what else am I going <laughs> to do for the rest of my life? <laughs> yeah. Like, yep. I kind of feel bad about that. I think he's pretty comfortable in that seat. And it's like, you don't want... A politician that's comfortable. Mm-hmm. In totally. Their I want somebody ruffling. Do you, I wonder if he's ner- Do you think he's nervous? I wonder if he he. Oh, he's very nervous. They're doing mm. some pretty shady stuff in their campaign right now. Wow. Like they're being a bit dirty. Ooh. And it's because they're nervous. I leaned in for that one. <laughs> I'm interested. Yeah. Well, tell us about Emily. Emily's amazing. Um, she has been an activist in Greenpoint for over a decade. She's fought for environmental justice, affordable housing, tenants' rights, women's rights. She's a really amazing strong voice on our community board community board one she shows up she's there she is always 
fighting the good fight. And this was long before she was ever running for office. And those are the kinds of people that we need leading the people that were doing this work already. Mm -hmm. And that's how I feel about Emily. And they're running like a totally grassroots campaign. Joe has gotten money from Exxon Mobil, from Mm. police departments, from corporate PACs, from real estate. That's going to affect the decisions he makes Mm -hmm. as an elected official. Like they're all padding that 80k. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Exxon Mobil, real estate. Dude, it's probably twice that that much. It's probably 160k. He's doing quite well. I wouldn't doubt it for more than that. Don't quote us on that. We're just the bunch. I can't speak for Michelle. Me and Alex are a couple of idiots that are just making guesses. (laughs) (laughs) I was already planning on voting for Emily. She's amazing. She's gonna fight so hard for our community she is like exactly the voice that we need in albany right now and i'm like so excited about her campaign and we'll see what happens is that everybody no so (laughs) sorry we already talked about district leader we talked about christina nopoltarski yes um so we'll skip her but she's amazing and totally deserves to be district leader civil court judge there are two people running maria aragona and steven berzio and i will say that i have seen them both showing up at local meetings and at political clubs for almost a year now like they've both been super active they're both like such kind, nice people, like people that you would have a conversation with at a bar and be entertained. Like they're both very lovely. But I and I voted for Steven Berzio because I find that he just leans a little bit more progressive. Mm-hmm. Maria is very close with our current district leader, Linda Minucci. Mm. And I just find that like a little bit of a red flag yes she's a little bit more tied up in some of the more establishment folks and it's just we're trying to move away from that and though she's like a lovely person it doesn't feel like progress right yeah a lovely person can still vote against whatever it is that you want yeah and like I think she would probably be a great judge and a fair judge but I just want someone that I know is not going to be, like, influenced by their friends, <laughs> you know? Yeah, especially totally. a judge. A judge you do not want to be influenced by anybody, for sure. Yeah, agreed. And, like, that's an assumption I'm making, and that's just my opinion. That's so. a fair human assumption, though. It's not like it's coming yeah. out of left field. It's just, like, a human instinct that you would be swayed by somebody that you care about, that you have a relationship right. with over a stranger. Yeah, yeah. totally. And then last but not least, we did talk about the judicial delegate race. I'm going to be on there with 20 other social activists, Elizabeth's <laughs> upstairs neighbors. And yeah, also I can send you guys our, our postcard too. Yes. You actually have it already. I do. But that's, that's really cute. our ballot. Actually, there is one more thing on the ballot <laughs> Tell us. that I forgot to mention, which is delegates to the democratic presidential convention Mm. so basically i would just vote for whatever delegates for the presidential candidate that you're voting for yeah now i don't know which presidential candidate i'm voting for yeah to be 100 percent honest with you between biden and um bernie both of them i was like these are two old ass white dudes like one is a little bit more a lot more progressive than the other (laughs) one of them's just a little older no like one of them's more progressive than the other but at the end of the day it's like these two old ass white dudes and it's just like dude i'm I'm done with i mean i don't have a choice i gotta vote for one of them but it's i'm done with that totally yeah these old white guys man like let's get anybody not anybody else but just like I don't a little bit of variety a little bit of variety I was about to say the dumbest thing which is our generation just doesn't look like that but honestly it's just like I don't know there's just gotta be something else yes I'm concerned for this presidential race it's very disappointing to me that out of the like 
amazing diverse field of candidates that we had running yeah yeah we ended up with Joe Biden well especially but, because right. like Andrew Yang I honestly like thought was I'll never forget I was driving in the car and I was listening to Power 105 and I was like who is this man talking right now yeah I just came in in the middle of the conversation and the guy spoke to me a lot and then I found out it was an Asian dude who was like an entrepreneur and mm-hmm. I was just like, I could get behind this shit, honestly. And the fact that a lot of his, the thing, like, universal basic income. Fucking Agent Orange was just like, I'm going to take that. Ooh, everybody gets $1,200. Everybody Agent gets Orange. it. <laughs> I was like, who? It took oh. me a second. <laughs> I mean, honestly, post-corona, universal basic income is going to be, like, not so taboo anymore. It won't. 100%. For real. Yeah. Um concerned about a lot of things but I, I definitely the presidential election is scary to me one one election at a time guys one election at a time yeah let's get totally. past the 23rd and we'll talk about november in our yeah, next special totally. <laughs> so for now should we recap let's recap the websites that people can go to so they can see a sample ballot so they yes. can see who's running in their district um, so that they can get a better feel for who they will be voting for. I really like Poll Site Locator for a sample ballot. So it's pollsitelocator.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it also tells you where your poll site is. Awesome. Um, <laughs> I have actually a, a site to recommend. and it's my, Maybe I'm just like interjecting here, but I'm, I'm sure that you know of the website She Should Run. Oh, cool, yeah. And so She Should Run, if you don't know about it, is this organization in which you literally just kind of go in and type in some if you know like a great woman that you think should like run for political office and they'll kind of get in touch with them That's awesome. and talk to them about like the different I don't even know. I signed my mom up and she was like, Elizabeth, I'm not But I just think it's a really cool website for people who you think might be a really great leader to just like get some information to them. You just go to yes. she should run.org, type in somebody's name and email address and they'll send it. And I guess in mentioning that, I didn't realize a lot of people hadn't seen this, but we mentioned it before. The documentary Knock Down the House is available on Netflix and it's incredible because yes, it is about Alessandra uh, Ocasio-Cortez, but it isn't really about her. It's actually just about this organization similar to She Should Run that works with different people who've never been a part of the political process who might want to be candidates or who somebody, again, somebody could nominate them and they just walk you through the process because they know all of these tricks that Michelle was just saying and all the ways that they try to knock normal people out from um, becoming a part of the political process. Anyway, it's a great documentary. It's so good, you will cry. It's so good and if nothing else, like people talk a lot of shit about AOC, but at the end of the day, like one of the first things she says is like, I don't want to fucking do this. My brother recommended me to it, but somebody's got to do something, so why not me? Yeah. Boom! That's a badass bitch! Boom, and then baby. she did it. <laughs> I didn't know it was her bro. Yeah, and then she did it. Or maybe it was her cousin. I think it was her brother, though. And that's kind of the way that I am right now. I said this to Every Alex. day we're just like, I guess, I guess I'm going to have to go out there and just exactly. start like, running. That's literally what I said. I was like, I do not want to fight with old white men for the rest of my life. But like, if I have to do it, y'all motherfuckers are going to make me because we can't live in a country where we're just not yep. represented. And like, I refuse to live in that country. Thank God. I know people like Michelle, so I can just vote for her and I don't have to run. Yeah. We'll see. I tried to recruit you, remember? I do remember, but it's, uh, I, I can't. I'll just yell at people and nobody wants to listen to anybody that's yelling at them (laughs) Um, but that's it it's just a it's important to be part of the political process the other stat that I wanted to drop is I think like only 60% of the country voted in the last election 60% that means 40% of y'all that's almost half just sat your asses out and said nah it's not for me fuck off it's for you it's for all of us if you're pissed off and you're marching and you're like doing anything and you're eligible to vote vote Please. It's really important if you can get out there. I know it, after listening to this episode, it's a little draining, like mentally. Dude, I'm we're giving sure, you a cheat sheet. We're, making we're telling it you to, locally. We're easier. telling you exactly. Who to oh vote yeah, for. what, um, Michelle? What are those other websites? Pollsitelocator.com. What are the other ones so oh, yeah. people can see who's voting in their district? City Limits just put out a primary guide that's cool. pretty good. It's decent. It will give you, like, the basics, basics. Is that citylimits.com? Citylimits.org. Okay. And it's called Your Voter's Guide for the 2020 Primary. Love it. That sounds great. Yes. <laughs> I think people could use that for sure. We have, we have a listener question that was, um, I asked 
If you could ask a Democratic community organizer a question about the political process on a large or small scale, what would it be? And this listener said, honestly, it would probably be what exactly is a community organizer. We know that Barack Obama was in Chicago before he was a senator, but a lot of people didn't know what it was or what experience it gave him. And I think that probably this entire That's show... That's a legit question. Right? I think it's such a great question because I don't even know that there is, like, a specific answer to it. So I started getting involved in local politics, I guess, maybe in... 2017-ish, and I have this really good friend from college, and she's super involved in Seattle and has worked for an insurgent candidate and, like, is doing amazing work out in Seattle, and I kept saying, like, oh, I know this person from political stuff, and I'd be like, so-and-so, or this and that from political stuff. Like, I didn't even know what to call what I was doing, and she was like, you should just say, like, from organizing, and I was Mm. like, oh, I guess that's what I'm doing. (laughs) Uh, So that question just made me think of that conversation, because I think it's just being out in your community and learning about how these systems work and educating your neighbors and getting the word out and fighting for what you believe in you know it's so perfect so michelle has like you said like or she said has come to an appointment with you with like a petition to sign and told you all about her community organizing meanwhile I once had a client tried to rope me into her pyramid scheme while I get her And I'm like, that's the closest thing that I can <laughs> Sometimes I feel like that's what I'm doing. I was kind of thinking of that, obviously, as a joke. I don't feel like that's what you're doing at all. But the same kind of thing, we were probably like, Elizabeth, do you vote? Meanwhile, this yeah. girl was like, do you like going on vacation? Right. Because that's what oh, this pyramid scheme God. was about, was like taking trips. It's so funny. I just That's had to so point that great. out. I love it. Well, it's also kind of like when we were talking to Kirsten and Corey last week, they said, well, we just decided to freelance together and along the way realized that that means that we're a company. So I guess we started a company. But it's kind of, yeah. it's the same idea. It's like you just get started doing something and then along the way you realize like, oh, I guess That's, That's what, what I am. I guess I'm just a pyramid scheme person. <laughs> Is that how pyramid scheme people feel? I wonder. All right, well, in this case... She's a community organizer. I'm just messing around. No, I think what you're doing is awesome, and I admire you. Especially because you said you're only 29, right? And I'm going to be 30 in just over a month. Oh, yes. God, welcome. welcome. It's to fun your 30s being your baddies. It's great. And you're doing a great job also. My life. I'm not dressing it. I'm ready. Well, I you're... God damn, you're smart as whip. That's the old oh. lady. Smart, smart as, as a whip. whip. <laughs> but you're doing incredible. You're all, you're going into 30, like making the world a better place. I think that's really totally. the best thing that anybody can like hope for. Thank, thank, thank you, you for teaching us a lot, and our listeners now will learn a lot. And I'm sure you cleared up so many. I mean, you cleared up a lot for me. I understand oh. so much more now. That was awesome. Totally. Yay. Yes. Thank you guys so so much. I'm like so grateful that this was something that you wanted to have. For your listeners and I know it's super dense and can get really boring but I'm appreciative that you guys kept it like light and fun and hopefully made it a little bit easier you on made it easy for it's sure a lot. yes dude it is well it's important it's a lot but it's like your taxes right like I don't fucking want to learn about this shit but they'll arrest me otherwise so I guess I gotta figure it out so <laughs> <laughs> tell us where people can reach you so my email is michelle with one l so it's M-I-C-H-E-L-E-G Kaufman K-A-U-F-M-A-N at gmail.com Totally happy to just like chat with whoever and I might not have answers for you but if I do I will share them. Oh you're the best. Thank you. You are the best. (laughs) Okay round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.